If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's essentially the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need on one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your pod right from your phone or your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your pod on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hi, Billy. How are you? How are you? Thank you for joining me today. I am so excited to see you. I wanted to introduce um, you. So here I go. Billy Morrison is a musician, actor, fine art painter. There you go. Amazing introduction. I'm so happy to see that you have your fluorescent lighting on, your, your pink lighting. It can be any color. Today I was feeling a little pink. I love it. It's very joyous. It's maybe the best light I've ever seen on my Instagram live show. Thank you. So, Billy, which bands were your favorite to play in? Oh, my God. Um, Well, I mean, playing with Billy Idol is uh, pretty much, you know, I used to, I used to, uh, skip school and go up to London to watch Billy in Generation X. So weirdly, all these years later, I've been in his band for like 11, 12 years or something. It's kind of crazy. So that's pretty, that's great. And it was nice to be in the cult for five minutes. You know. Yeah. So like, that's so cool. So you were going to, to, oh, somebody said Camp Freddy. Well, that's, yeah. I mean, Camp Freddy's been, been, changed for about six seven years now same band different name royal machines is what it's called now okay cool so when you were going to see um the the first band billy idol did you generation have, x generation punk band. okay so you do you didn't have any idea that you would be playing with him i was 14 though. how did you well how do you feel that you manifested that Oh, I didn't manifest anything. That's pure um, the universe seeking me out to do something that I was obviously meant to do. I did not have anything to do with it. I got uh, my journey has been nothing to do with me. In fact, I have attempted to screw everything up all the time along the way, and I am lucky that the universe has my back. That's the way I see it. Interesting. What do you attribute it to? Attribute what to? The universe having your back. I think I'm meant to be here. uh, Well, I'm meant to be alive, not dead, which was touch and go for a few years there. And uh, I think the universe has plans for me and keeps picking me up and going, no, not there, over here, do this for a bit. I think I get guided by definitely something greater than myself. What do you think that that is? Oh, I have no idea. All I need to know, two things, that it exists and I'm not it. I love that. So simple. And I read that you were, you went from living in a shopping cart on Hollywood Boulevard to playing in bands. And I was like, I got to talk to this guy. How does this happen? 
well, I wasn't living in a shopping cart. Okay, so that I, I was living under a piece of corrugated iron, like pressed steel, which was lent up against the fence. Yes, I was homeless. The shopping cart was what I pushed down Hollywood Boulevard when I was begging for money. Okay, so what did you keep in the shopping cart? Do you know what's funny? I've told that story a few times. I don't know. There were plastic bags, and they were very important to me. Whatever was in it, I don't know. I mean, I don't own any of that shit now. So you didn't keep it? Sorry? So you didn't keep it? No, it was... I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, it was like, you know, what's in a homeless guy's shopping cart? I don't know. I always wonder, though, because I always see and I always wonder, like, what are these things? Yeah. It's very interesting. Very, very imp- I would fight you for my shopping cart contents back then. I have no idea what, what was so important in it. Do you Probably think that... Probably a change of clothes. What? <laughs> Probably a change of clothes or something. Yeah. Well, I'm sure if that, if you if you don't have a home, that the things in the cart, you know, are like, you're really holding on to them. They represent a link to the world that you know you want to be in, but you're not. <sighs> That's very moving. Um, so how did you get from there, you know, to playing in bands? Like what happened? Well, I, uh, I stopped shooting heroin. That was a good start. Um, <laughs> how did you stop? Oh man, it was such a long process. I was, uh, I was, uh, I was, I'm trying to figure out what the short version is. I mean, I was drug addict for 15 years, so the short version would be, you know what? I don't know. I don't know. I had a, I had a, I should be dead and I'm not. I had a moment of clarity. I don't know. What was the moment of clarity? Well, I've spoken about it in other interviews. Basically, um, I realized that I was going to die, which I didn't have a problem with. I mean, I was a terrible addict and a different guy to what I am now. And I didn't have a problem with dying, but what I had a problem with was no one was going to give a shit. I was going to die in a gutter in Hollywood and no one would care. That was the thing. And I didn't want to go out like that. I guess that was that was one of the things that made me. I had this moment where I thought, "Shit, you know, you're going to die, and not not almost die, and then have a have a beautiful girl sweep up in a Ferrari and go, you, you're going to be in my movie, and I'm going to change your life.' That wasn't going to happen. I was going to die behind a dumpster, and no one would give a shit. So that realization that would spur you on to try and not live your life like that. Yeah, you know, uh, somebody died this weekend. Somebody passed away, Lynn Shelton, um, a a famous, wonderful director. And uh, she had such a prolific and beautiful life, like, you know, making so many great pieces of art. And I really thought, I got to get busy. When I pass away, you know, I want to be remembered by what I'm leaving. And I got to stop wasting time here. You have a you have a chance to leave a body of work. It's up to you to create that body of work. 
and show up for it. So like, how was that overcoming the trauma of that uh, heroin addiction? What was it a long road for you? Like what really helped you overcome it? Um, yeah, I mean, trauma is the right word. And uh, I would say that anyone who's a, a trauma survivor never fully overcomes it. There's always an element of that trauma that stays with you. Um, I've seen things and done things that will never leave me. You know, I've, I've seen a lot of stuff out there. And uh, I think time is a great healer. And I've learned to value perception. I can look at pretty much any situation. And, and well, we can all look at any situation and choose how you perceive it. You know, we're all currently in some zombie apocalypse quarantine lockdown right now. And every morning I choose to wake up and go, okay, how can I make the best of this day? It's a choice. You know, and... Uh, Everyone suffers financially. Everyone, everyone's life is different and not necessarily for the better. But you wake up and you have a choice how to perceive that day. And that has helped me get a more positive outlook on life than perhaps I did have when I was smoking crack. You know? So what helps you achieve that perception and insight each morning? Um. I mean, practically, uh, yeah. prayer, meditation. I mean, prayer's a, a scary word because I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual. Mm -hmm. And uh, I have a word with the universe. Let's put it that way. I have a little chat with the universe. I meditate. I do transcendental meditation twice a day. I do too. Yeah, lots of people in this town do. And, yeah. Uh, you know, I read some literature. I journal. I spend the first – I mean, I get up at about – 5.45 a.m. every day. I do too. I get up around 5. Yeah. And I spend the first, the reason I do that is because I need four or five hours to cram my self-care into the day. I work out for two hours a day, every day. I, like I say, I have a word with the universe. I meditate. I journal. I read out of some books that help me. And if you're going to do all that shit and create a body of work and be creative and be in a band and shoot movies and TVs and be a painter, you better get up at 5 a.m. to get it all in. I completely agree. I get so much done in those early morning hours, and, and I'm yeah. a writer as well, so I need to write in the morning when my mind is fresh. I do a nap, though, too, and then I'll start, like, my second day. Do you ever nap? Are you a I napper? Not, I'm not a napper. No. What kind of workout do you do? Well, I'm lucky I have a very small self-contained gym, so I have I have an elliptical. So I do 45 minutes of cardio, and I have a Pilates reformer, um, and I have a weight bench, which I do. I do low weights and high repetition because I don't want to get big. I just want to be cut up. And I have a great floor set up because... All of that shit you could do without if you have great floor work. So rollers, uh, half rollers, balls, nice mat, you're good to go. Yeah. Um, so you don't want to look like the Hulk. You just want I'm to trying look... to be skinnier. I'm trying to be smaller, but you what I be... have needs to be lean and cut. Yeah. Have you ever worked out with a trainer? 
Uh, yeah, I have a Pilates trainer. Cool. Yeah, I feel, I feel like when I do my morning ritual, it just changes the channel from fear, like, to the that's end what I'm talking is about. fate. And that's it's how, how I become trauma. Yeah, that's right. You, you move, you can use, there are tools available to every human being to move that needle, if you so choose. Yeah. Um, I also had to go to therapy, though. I, I feel like trauma therapy really, really helped me. I didn't have to go there long. I went for three months, but it was really Can powerful. I just say something? Yes. I don't know who Lady Sorbet is, but punk Pilates is a fucking great term, and I'm stealing that. That is the best comment I've seen on anything. <laughs> punk Pilates. Oh, my oh, God. I'm you on. should market that. She's actually a marketing insight uh genius she's like won awards for this she's created carrie very very smart suggestion punk pilates thank you yeah i like that lady survey um you should run with that um sorry i interrupted you that's okay i don't remember what i was saying but basically i'm really excited that you have a morning ritual and i wanted to know how did overcoming your um you know, personal trauma, how, how has that informed your creative process, if at all? Um, well, I mean, to be honest, my trauma, my drug addiction, uh, and my homelessness, I didn't do any creative when I was there. You know, my day was all about getting money and getting drugs. Literally, I was, I was not what I call Hollywood homeless. You know, where you don't have a place, but you sleep on all these wonderful couches in Malibu and Bel Air and you smoke your friend's crack, not your own. And that was not me. I was running around downtown and running around London. You know, there's no creative being done whatsoever. Um, But it's been 25 years since I did that. And my creative process in all things now, music, Acting, art, all of it is, I have a wealth of material to draw from. You know, I wouldn't change anything. I would not change a thing. I, I have more, I must have lived five lives, you know. So I've seen things and done things and learned things and been places. That will inform a creative process. So it's really just now tapping into what you've already experienced sort of accessing i only only write about uh what i've seen and done and what i observe and i paint the same Mm -hmm. and if i'm acting i draw from experiences you you can't i've always taken issue with the school of acting that you know stands you on a stage and says okay be a tree I have never been a tree. I can't draw from that. And uh, I'm sure any trees that saw me trying to be a tree would laugh at me trying to be a tree. What I can do is draw on all my life experiences, which are varied. I've been all around the world, you know, six of the seven continents, all 50, all, all 50. Is it 50 states? It is, right? <laughs> I'm English. How many states in America? We have 407. Okay, I've been all 407. Uh, no, you know what I mean. Yeah. I, I've been, I've been places and seen stuff, which means I can draw on that and uh, utilize that creatively. Yeah, I, I have a, 
I agree. Like you don't need to do a lot of stuff, especially for acting. You don't need to add and pack a lot of stuff in there. It's really just breathing into what's already there and allowing that, like just saying the truth, you know, it's all right there. It's just being able to access that though, which is challenging if you're like how much, like when you were on heroin, how much money did you have to come up with every day? At my worst, yeah, probably six or seven hundred dollars every day. That is a lot. We should probably move on from that because statute of limitations is not up yet. Okay. <laughs> you know what? I, 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 here's here's how I describe that. You do what you have to do. To stay alive, it's been. Oh, actually, it, it is up twenty-five years. Is that the right? statute of limitations? On begging for money and stealing shit out of supermarkets, probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so wow, so you're home free. Yeah, and look at that. Look at this. I've got a house that changes lights, changes colors of light. Yeah, so let's talk about that. Did you have these lights installed? What's what's the process here? Is this part of your creative lighting process? Uh, well, I mean. Let's process let's go, your lighting. Let's go blue for a bit. Wow. Like, what's, I, what's the theory I behind this? I, all right, let's just do that. Um, I can't tell you how long I envisage the house that I wanted to live in. So when I bought this house, I just did everything that I wanted to do. So you were envisioning it. You were visioning this house. You already knew what you wanted. You were like thinking of it. So when you came to look at the house, were you like, that's it? That's the house? When I was looking at houses, I was looking for something specific. Look, the only magazine that I actually subscribe to physically in my mailbox is Architectural Digest. I'm a huge interior design freak. Cool. And so when I was looking at houses, I I knew enough not to be looking at, oh, I don't like that carpet. I know that shit can get ripped up. What I was looking for was an aesthetic, a certain, I was just looking for certain things. And when I found this, I bought it and didn't move into it for about two months and I got my general contractor in. I went, we took a walk round and then I went on tour and I said, give me a call when it's done because I didn't want to live in all that shit, you know, and this place was gutted and every light switch and every single, every single thing in this house is controllable. It's a smart house. I keep dropping something. Um. Billy. I don't like that. I'm going back to something a bit softer. I've Let's gone go with ahead. rays of light on the IG filter. Okay. That's, I feel, that what best describes my feeling right now. What is your personal uh, pandemic project? Do you have a personal creative project you're working on now? Or is it mainly your I- art? When, when when it started, my pandemic project was to clean out every cupboard and every closet. This place is four stories high. It's a townhouse. There's a lot of shit in it. And so my project was clean out 
renew, refresh, fresh start. And I did that in the first three days of quarantine. That is very so, powerful. Uh, I mean, I've just, been, I've just been painting. That's all. And so what do you paint? Um, well, you can go to billymorrisonart.com and you can find out. I mean, I paint what I observe. Mm. I paint what I feel. I paint what I observe. I have a style that I have worked on over the last six, seven years. And uh, luckily for me, my painting is my primary income. That's very lucky. Yeah, I'm very, very blessed. I'm so grateful. Will you be painting this later that you're observing now? Oh, I painted it yesterday because I, I have this mind that can see shit. <laughs> um, great. Well, I look forward to seeing that. Um, how much will you be selling this painting for of our conversation? Oh, three, three, four, I mean, maybe even five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> highest bidder, love. Highest bidder. It's always the highest bidder. Well, that sounds like a very productive pandemic, both painting and cleaning out, which is the most powerful process. I mean, like, this is my recording up. studio as well. So, I mean, I, I, I make music. To be honest with you, pandemic or no pandemic, I work every day anyway. So life hasn't changed that much. Art is the best therapy. Geiger too. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just doing your job here and reading some of the fan stuff. You know, I don't always read them because it is taping as a podcast. So it, sometimes it sounds weird for a lot of comments, but I'm glad that you stepped in there. And I agree with Guy always that art is therapy. Always pay attention to them. Mm, they yes. are the important ones. That's right. They totally are. God bless your attitude, Sir Billy. Um, <laughs> Billy. Yes. Um, what is your creative process daily? Like, do you wake up and start painting after your five-hour self-care ritual? Or how does yeah, it work? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I'm, I'm lucky enough to have a slate. I, I have a, a work slate. I have an art studio across there. And... There's a whiteboard with all the jobs and the commissions and the paintings that I'm doing. I work on about five or six at a time. And I'm lucky enough that before they're all done, I've got more commissions or more sales. Or it, I don't manipulate that part of the game. It, it comes naturally. But somehow, every morning... Once I've worked out and showered, I mean, I've got shit to do. I've got painting. People have paid me because I learned very early on. You take the money up front. So How did you learn? Oh, people, people, I won't say that. Some people would say, can you, can you paint, uh, can you paint me whatever it is? And I would say, yes, what size? There's a whole communication process in a commissioned painting. And a the difference, a commission is something that you tell me what you want and we discuss it and I paint it as opposed to I paint something that's inside my head and then I put it up and I go, this is for sale. 
And many people would say, I want this. And then I would paint it and I would agree the price. And then they'd either go silent or disappear or come up with some story that, yeah, not story, I mean, life, shit happens. Oh, I've, I've had to pay the kids tuition and I can't. But, you know, for me, it's like two weeks of my time that I've put into your Oh, payment. yeah, of course. No, totally. You got to get paid so up money front. up front. And, yes. and the point is, people have paid me for paintings. Now it's my responsibility to do them. So that's you got to deliver. You got to deliver. What was your big break musically? Is a comment from one of our listeners. Um, a question. I think there were two. Or th- I, I think there were three big breaks. The first one was signing my band in the nineties to Geffen in Los Angeles, the Geffen flew over to London and saw my band and signed us to the American label, which got me, we, we, then the band flew over and stayed in LA for six months. And that got me in LA, in the music business, on a major label and meeting people. Fabulous. That was a break. And then the other two, one was Billy Duffy calling me up and saying, do you want to be in the cult? And one was Steve Stevens calling me up and saying, do you want to be in Billy Idol's band? And both of them were massive yeses. I don't need any more big breaks. It's been it's been a wild ride, you know? Yeah, that's great. Um, how's it going on Raya? How are you? What's your take on Raya? Raya passes the time for me, like swipe left, swipe right, swipe left, swipe right. I don't expect anything from it. In fact, I was I was put on that act by one of the original creators. I happened to know him. Mm. And I was chatting and he was telling me about this app and I'm like, that sounds amazing. Let me have a look. In practice, it seems elitist. Uh, I mean, I didn't, but apparently you have to get vetted to be on it. Mm -hmm. And it seems a little elitist and a little pointless. I mean, I don't know. I, I really don't think that hard about anything that is social media or social media related. Mm-hmm. The worst thing in the world for me is when someone says, did you see my comment? Mm. And I'm like, I don't read comments. I mean, I do sometimes. I do sometimes. But I really try and keep social media, don't get me wrong. Got to have it. Mm-hmm. Very, very grateful for it. A lot of the people that I have met through social media turned out to be amazing people. But you have to remember that it's not real. Mm. Real life is I'm here right now. I'm in my studio. Then I'm going to go and have something to eat. Mm-hmm. Real life is I'm going to get on my motorcycle and go out for a ride mm-hmm. or go and play a show in front of Well, I'm not right now. But you know what I'm saying? That's real. The social... The worst thing in the world is when you get on a stage and you see 5,000 people with their phones up recording it. Mm-hmm. They're not in the real world. They're living in social media. Mm-hmm. Look at where I'm at. Mm-hmm. You, you see the whole front row turning around trying to take a selfie yeah. with you in the background. Yeah. 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 Something, I think there's a disconnect there. Oh, my so. gosh. Okay. The IG Live is about to shut, shut off in one minute. So I'm going to close by saying... 
And I want to thank our guest for being here today, Billy Morrison. Billy, where can people find you and, and buy your art and watch your music? They'll find me. They'll find you. You heard Google. it. You heard it here first. Thanks, everyone, for joining me.